How does the richest man in Valozhin, a world-renowned Torah scholar and leader of his community, find the best shidduch, best boy for his eldest daughter who has now entered the chapter of shidduchim? It's funny you might ask, because this exact story happened, and the plan that this gentleman devised to find his future son-in-law brings out the exact point that I'd like to cover about Sefiras HaOmer. We stand here today looking forward towards that holiday of Shavuos, a day when we will accept the Torah again anew, a new Kabbalah HaTorah. And now, as we count towards that momentous holiday, we count Sefiras HaOmer, a mitzvah de Oraisa, to count and look forward and long for the eventual Kabbalah Satira at Shavuos. So what's the Avoda? What's so unique? What can we focus on? There are many different approaches. You can go with the path of the Maharal who cites a difference between the sacrifice brought on Pesach, which was of barley, of animal food, and the eventual sacrifice that was brought on Shavuos of real people food, Shtei Halechem, the two loaves. And Maharal draws from there that the avoda of these days, our service is to elevate ourselves from animalistic people that really act more on instinct and turn ourselves into Adam, into people, and use intellect to make decisions. Some take a more Kabbalistic approach to Safira Omer, in that the Avoda is based on the Zohar, who explains to us that seven out of the ten Safirs of heaven are Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus, and each week of Safira Omer, each one of the seven weeks is kind of a manifestation of that layer in heaven, and each day is a new permutation of us understanding ourselves in a new attribute that we have inside of that layer of heaven. I and Shum, I don't fully understand it, but there is a great book written by Rabbi Haber called Sephiros that really explains it and makes this concept practical. So perhaps that is an approach. I live in Lakewood, and our thought is generally following that of a third approach, following the great Goin and Gadol, Rabbi Aaron Cutler, Zechariah of Racha, who taught that there are 48 ways to wisdom in Chapter 6, Mishnah 6, and Pirkei Avos, and that we should study one of the 48 ways every day of Sefiras Omer, and eventually culminating in chazering over all 49, I'm sorry, all 48 of them, on that last 49th day. So that you make a siyam on the Memches Kenyane Torah over Sefir Asa Omer to make a full-fledged, new, ever-vest and fresh Kabbalah Satira. Now, when I was in yeshiva, and I mean whether I was in high school for yeshiva or when I grew up and went to a base medrash for yeshiva then, all of the rabbeim, they seemed to sing the same song, the same idea during Sefir Asa Omer that is kind of needed for whichever approach that we take. I remember that my Rashi Yeshivas, Rabbi Weinreb and Rabbi Lefkowitz would explain to me that 
Every single person, when they want to acquire and really undertake upon themselves to become big, to accomplish something great, there's a midah that he needs. It's called being a mevakish. It's called being driven. It's called really wanting something. And they would always tell me that there's this latent greatness in Sefer Asa Omer in which if we commit to being mevakshe Hashem, really seeking and wanting God, then we are going to get there. And when I got to Beis Medrash by Rabbi Nossenstein, again, he taught over and over that we need to be mevakshe Hashem. You have to really, really want it. You have to prepare for Kabbalah Satayra with a drive. And you have to anticipate Kabbalah Satayra with a driven, unyielding, tenacious will, a bikush. And I remember that they used to quote this unbelievable idea about no matter which path that we take to maximize Severa Omer, you must be a mevakesh Hashem. You must really, really want it. So they quoted this idea from Reb Tzadik HaKoyen. Reb Tzadik asked a question. He said that King David says in the Psalms that Hashem, There's only one thing that I ask of God. That I ask. Hashem from God. That's what I ask. So if you've already told us, Reb Tzadik asked, that you want one thing, so why would you reiterate it at the end of the sentence and say, is that that that's the thing that I want? And what do you want? So Reb Tzadik taught that there's an entirely different way to read the Pasuk that holds the key to our success. That is this insight. He taught that there's only one thing that I ask. from God. Is that I should be avakish. I should be a searcher. I should be a striver. is the most important media that we can have. The only thing that David HaMelech wanted was to be a mevakesh Hashem. And in Shemos 33, 2, Parshas Kisisa, after the Egel Azov, when Moshe Rabbeinu had to leave the camp in order to prophesize, the Pasuk there tells us that any person that sought the word of God should go outside to the Ohel Moed to go find Moshe Rabbeinu. And what does the Torah call those people who sought the word of God? They're called the Mavakshe Hashem. So now back to our story. This father-in-law, this Gevir, this Torah scholar of Valajan, what did he do to find his future son-in-law? He came with a question, and he gave an announcement in the yeshiva. Anyone who could answer this impossible question will be my son-in-law. And the most brilliant Bacharim came answering like this, if you understand how Ritva says like this, and Rambam says like this, and the Kso says like this, then we can wiggle out of the problem to no avail. The father-in-law was smarter. He knew, had prepared, and was not assuaged by these answers. And then another Bachar came, citing different Gemaras with his biggest knowledge of Shas. Maybe we can say like this, according to a Gemara in Menachas. And again, the father-in-law knew it and would not take it. And so he turned... Dejected, unable to find a son-in-law, leaving yeshiva, walking down the street, about to get on the train to go home. And all of a sudden, he hears a faint voice crying out to him, Rebud, Rebud. And he turns around and says, maybe this is the yeshiva bacher, maybe this is my future Ben Tyra son-in-law. And as the boy gets closer, 
He hears those momentous words that we should remember all the days of our lives, and specifically during Sefir HaSa'omer, that the Bentayr the Bachar says, What's the answer? You can't leave Allah without telling us what is the tarot. And sure enough, the father-in-law, this man, stuck his hand out and said, Mazeltov, welcome to the family. Because it was a certain improbable, impossible question. But the father-in-law wanted someone who wouldn't take no for an answer and wouldn't let him leave without getting the tarots. Holy people, holy motivated congregation, we must want to know the answer. And this is a strong approach during Safir Asa Omer. And I remember seeing fellow friends of mine become entirely different people and change the trajectory of their lives over these days of Yemeha Safira. And if I could focus on one area that we can become more Mevakshe Hashem, I was thinking about it. When are we really supposed to put in the time and effort to study, to learn, to daven? All these different things we want to do. During the morning, obligations. Maybe we can wake up early. It's hard for a lot of us. During the day, we're busy with even more business, family, other things that take up, take up our time. So listen to this Rambam, or really I'll explain it outside in the Laws of Talmud Torah, chapter 3, Halacha 13, Gimel Yud Gimel. The Rambam explains to us that Afalpi, that even though that a person needs to learn Torah day and night and have fixed time for study, a person acquires most of his Torah knowledge at nighttime. And I saw explained by a lot of the Achreinim, because that's when we have real time and a tranquil mind to sit and think and contemplate and read. And the more that I saw great people and thought about the idea, I recognized that this is really the money hour. It's really the money ball. The late nights, not even late, it's the hour before we go to sleep that we can carve out, reading something in bed, doing a night seder with a friend at the shul, putting in headphones to listen to a shir. Nighttime is a time that really the sutra acher and the distractions really become available. It's a time when those that are not mevakshe Hashem wander off and spend their time perhaps watching the nightly news or something else. But if we really internalize like this Valojanabacher, who became the new son-in-law, because he just wanted to know the answer. And as all of the holy rabbis have taught us, that the one thing that David Amelach asked, and the one thing that we need is to be a Mavakesh Hashem, to not take no for an answer, to really, really, really want to know what God wants from us and what the Torah says and really, really, really want to perfect our character traits and midos and become davik, connected to God, we got to be mevakshem. Mevakshe Hashem. You will never stop if you choose not to stop for anything. So as we count down with anticipation, as you count Sefirath HaOmer, let it ring in your head another day to push, to grind, to fight, and perhaps to really focus on taking advantage of the night times that we have 
to be able to really carve out some time for contemplation and thinking and learning. And like this, we will be zoiche, with God's help, to dwell with Hashem as shifti beveis Hashem kol yamei